and we are live. Good evening, great evening, everybody. How are you this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday afternoon, evening? I'm going to keep this really brief because I made the error of not knowing that it was Super Bowl Sunday, but we're still going to have a great conversation. And go Chiefs. I have to say that for my husband. Go Chiefs. I am Jones Harwell, and this is Journeys with Jones Harwell. Our guest this evening, the beautiful young lady sharing the screen with me, hails originally from Gary, Indiana. She is an interpreter. She is a radio talk show host, motivational speaker, community advocate. Welcome, Eve Gomez. Well, hello there. How are you? Great, great. Wonderful. It's great. an honor uh, and a pleasure to have you uh, invite me to your show. It's just the other way around. I'm usually inviting people to our show. Yes, and it's I've been pleasure. on your show, and, and thank you for inviting me. Tell us a little bit about your community uh, radio platform before we get started talking. Well, first of all, as a local celebrity, first radio personality, um, it's just a great pleasure, and I'm honored and by being able to represent right, and being able. I would say I'm double speak the language and helping disparities uh, and educating them in areas that and informing in areas that they don't normally know because it's mostly brought out in English, the information, the resources and things like that are where to go to. Um, I'd like to always make sure that they have the language that they understand. So those are the, some of the things that we want to show. We inform, empower, and sometimes entertain. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And later on in the broadcast, we'll share the information out to everybody where they can be able to find you and listen to you during the weekdays, because you're normally there during the weekdays, uh, correct? I am there Fridays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time and Saturdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay. All right. All right. So we said we were going to have an open forum because you and I met through the Signature Entrepreneurs and Masterminds group. Yes. Shout out to them, by the way. <laughs> yes. We had a fabulous, if you guys missed it yesterday, we had a fabulous Black history program that was virtual. You really, really missed a treat um, of everyone that was on the show. So part of our platform and, and how we met is we met because uh, first we both are, are Christians. And Amen. it is an organization that believes in giving service to the community and believe in mentoring and networking through various industries, uh, business industries to uplift each other and uplift uh, those of us around us. Uh, Dr. Larry White Sr., who is the national chair, had a vision and believed in his vision so much that he started it locally, then he went regionally, and now he's bringing the platform nationally. And we're really excited, looking forward to doing great things, bringing uh, much needed workshops to uh, all those that need it, uh, whether it's in finance, whether it's in education, uh, we did the Black History Program. We're getting ready to talk about um, uh, social media. 
everything important. <laughs> yes, and that was powerful yesterday, by the way. It was. It Very was. Powerful. It was absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, one of the things that um, you and I, and you've been in the business more than I have um, as a radio show host, what is what would you say is one of the most uh, satisfying or rewarding things that you can take away from doing not just because you you get the opportunity to meet uh, different people from from different avenues of life walks of life but what is the most one of the exciting things or interesting tell us about one of your more interesting interviews that you've done um, one that sticks out that was two hours long, I would say about, oh, maybe seven years ago, I lost count, it's been a while, um, of a person that is and that was convicted. I'm still in touch with him, and so in touch with me, and he was incarcerated at the age of 18 of a alleged rape mm. and the alleged um, was already in the age either she was 18 or 19 and there was no way to present it there was no show it was of him but what the, at the hospital when they examined this lady it was more of she's been a very very sexually active individual gonorrhea syphilis and all that herpes and whatever they found um, along the way with that. And so it touched my heart and I had them on for two hours. Um, teary-eyed because of the things that he experienced while he was incarcerated for 15 years. They gave him 30 years for a crime he didn't commit. The alleged victim recounted her story. Um, he was finally released after his 15 years and I met him on his birthday weeks before he was released. He was doing community service. He was actually um, in the Indoor Center where it's a work release program where you're out to work and go back in. I met him on his birthday and I needed a point to help him. So I called the media channel 7 News, I think it was, showed up at 6 in the morning at the door when he was released to report his story. Fast forward, he was arrested again according to a parole violation. I say alleged. Um, but what, as you and I know as believers, as enemy attacks, because they know the great that person has it. Mm -hmm. During the 15 years he was incarcerated, and I asked everybody to follow the story. His name is Vernon E. Bateman. His interview is on my YouTube channel, Evo. Um, He's been in since he was released to an alleged parole violation. And he's been in, in solitary confinement every time he's incarcerated. And while he's in prison, he has awful books. He is so against bullying. He does a lot of anti-bullying writing to help children. He has two children of his own where being in prison doesn't allow him to be with them. That has been the most interesting story that I've interviewed in the 10 years on the radio. Mm. Mm. And here he is, 
prison again after his being denied his parole several times. He got released. A week later, this is from the family. Somebody hit him from behind. He was a passenger on his way to work. And then the next parole officer shows up. It's almost like he was friendly. He's working on so many things. He just published another book while he's in prison again, third or fourth time. Yeah, we got work to do. A lot of work to do. And one of the things that I hear uh, from you often, because we do talk often, is your role as an advocate in the community. Not only do you work on, on that spectrum of helping uh, inmates un unjustly uh, jailed, but you're also working with uh, women as well and families that encounter some type of domestic or violence, violence um, abuse? Not only just domestic violence abuse, Mr. Uh, Lisa, it's also dealing with injustices with the police department. Um, I was involved many years ago with the police department south of Gary. Um, Google my name, you'll see story. I can't really speak on it. But uh, it was a loss for the other person. I was too for it. Um, but justice will prevail, that's what I can say. And it's not an easy task. It takes time. You call different people that you meet on your team, you investigate, you talk to attorneys, you talk to the media. It's, it's, it's a time but it's worth it at the end when you see that the justice will prevail. You know? And not only for speaking people, it's for anyone that's had their civil rights or human rights violated. That's an awesome task and sometimes a heavy task to take on because you oftentimes find yourself just as wrapped up. And um, my mother, who was a social worker and she worked with uh, low income housing, uh, providing housing in West Texas, I often would ask her the question, you know, how, how does she find the time to separate that, to keep from getting so involved? And she tells me, sometimes you just have to put up that mental wall. She says, there's always going to be somebody that's going to tug at your heartstrings, but you have to have that inner strength to be able to step up to the plate and do what's necessary to make sure that they get everything that they require and need uh, you know, is is to assist them. So I commend you for that work. Yes, you definitely do have to separate yourself from the situation because you can bring it home and they can really bother you, bother your spirit. But I am driven by the Holy Spirit to do these things. So I can actually sleep at night because I leave it to God once I go to sleep. That's it. Okay. And, and you have to have a strong backbone because people will pull you in other directions and they'll suck your energy because they're needy. But they also, what I say to them is you also have to put your end of the market. You're doing your work, what's being recommended, what's being do to help. I can't do it all. I won't try. Mm -hmm. So share with us a little bit of how you actually got involved in becoming an advocate? As an activist in 1994, 
I may look younger, okay, than what I am. Oh, <laughs> great. You're looking good, girl. You're looking good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, in 1994, I was in Illinois. I joined um, a non-for-profit. Lou likes United Latin Americans. And that is to advocate for um, violations of civil rights. And it's the largest non-for-profit organization in the country. So I got involved the heart to help people started as a very young assisting my siblings my parents so it was already in my heart it was also i was born with it if you, if you could say that um and that's how it started and then i moved back to indiana this is when i was married back to indiana so there's this organization out here um so i looked for other nonprofits where i can serve and help my Spanish people. I was still helping them out with my siblings because they didn't all speak the language. Uh, and I saw how things were being done for people that don't speak the language or that look like me. Um, things in being discrimination. I was discriminated. I may be light skinned, and some people don't know I'm Hispanic, but I was born in Mexico. Um, back in the day, I was called a honky by my brothers and sisters because I'm black too. I'm the whitest black. Uh, <laughs> I taught them some history, but they also learned. I also learned history from the United States. All new to me, so it was always in my heart. And I've been serving different committees, different nonprofit boards, um, ever since I was in my late twenties, thirties, forties, up until now in my fifties. I still serve on on boards, whether it's school boards or a junior achievement national organization. I still sit on the board. With. It has to do with education. I'm an educator. By I visit the youth, I speak life over them, I motivate them, I inspire them, I go to school classes and schools, and that's just my passion, to help. Yes, and you do an excellent, excellent job at it. Um, and one of the things that I admire so about you is that you're, you're motivated. And daily, I can always look for throughout the day, I don't care what I'm doing, if I check my Facebook page, you always have some positive tip that you have on your page, a, a, a picture, the sky, the sunset, the oh, sun, yes. uh, you know, just, just a positive motivator. And you have a YouTube channel yourself as well. Speak on that. Yes. yes, I do. My YouTube channel is Lee Gomez. I have over 100 few um, subscribers. I have not really been as active as I had in the past because I also have my own podcast. So uh, it's, it's to reach out to people that need something positive, that need that lift, right? that quicker picker upper moment, which is what I call them on my Facebook Lives. Yes. It, it just yes. came out, uh, it was a message that had to do with bounty. You grab it, it quickly picks it up. It's absorbent, right? Right. Just something positive that will be absorbent in someone's life. So I'm that quicker picker up. I'm that paper towel that you put on to absorb goodness, to clean it up. Right? So that was born out of the Holy Spirit, the quicker picker up victorious because that's me. I'm full of excitement, I'm full of energy, and I get that victory every single thing. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, where can people find your podcast on any podcast uh, platform? Uh, it's on Spotify, Google, um, Radio Public, Apple. Just Google the best in, in all my platforms. Okay. Uh, my podcast is called um, Inspiration and TV. Okay. That's e dot e dot my name as an acronym, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been about ten years. Where now I Google I Google my name, uh, and I don't say it with the chip on my shoulder at all. It's, I'm very humbled that I say that because I stand for something greater. What's in me is the most important, and that's the Holy Spirit. And I'm typing as you're talking. Okay, no problem. And I can sound okay. I hope you guys can hear me. And shout out to all my Facebookers to all those that follow me. I appreciate you. And I genuinely, unconditionally, I don't need to know you as long as I know my God. I know you. Yeah, let me see. In a different way that you think. Oh, yes, we do. Dr. Larry is on. And Sunita. Hey, Dr. Larry. And Hello, Sunita. Hello, family. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining us. It has been a pleasure and an honor. So what is uh, currently coming up on your calendar? Who do you have coming up on your show? Or do you have something that you want to promote or speak about? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, and uh, Wes is on too. Everybody on Facebook. Yes. Yes. Thank Good you. Evening. Yes. Good evening. Sims family. Good evening. Yes, Sam's are powerful. They are. You they guys, are. We're taking over. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. No, we're Sam's well, excellent. That's right. That's right. For the month of January, on, I've been bringing on people with uh, mental health with as a whole, whether it's emotional, spiritual, because of the time that we're dealing with. Many people are not to handle certain situations. Have to um, teach, speak on those things because we don't know what we don't know, right? And I bring doctors on, on from a psychiatrist to a psychologist to a therapist, just different doctors, different fields, and so I am bringing um, someone else is coming Saturday. She is more into the natural natural healing. She's more of an educator. Stay tuned for this Friday. The well, it's a twelfth this Friday. I have lost track of time. Yes, it is. Time is it's going by so fast. Yes, uh, Jenny is coming on. She's going to talk about her name is Jenny. Okay, Dr. Jen. She has such a powerful testimony, and it deals with thyroid. You're going to learn a lot about thyroid disease and how you can help educate yourself on it to improve or heal. I don't know if it's in the right word or not. Um, I know with some doctors, we have to be careful as to what words we use. Um, but it's all about solutions. Lisa, I am all about solutions. I can hear about the problem on social media, but what are we doing? And that's what I want to know. I don't know what's the solution you have to bring into the 
lip service. I don't have time. I've sat on too many board meetings that was just a waste of time. Just people wanted to hear themselves. And so I'm all about solutions. So anyone that's out there has a solution to whatever's happening in our community, whether it's national, international, or local, please uh, look me up. Send me an IM. I'm on all the platforms. Um, TikTok, I'm on, but I don't have any TikTok. It's just for five, five minutes here and there because social media is rob your time. Are not careful. That is so true. And there's so many different platforms out there. And one of the things that um, I was talking to a colleague of ours on Friday, Dr. Clarice, and I had mentioned to her, you know, my thing is information. Um, I am a catalyst for providing information. If it's not always meant for me, I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm going to pass it on because there's somebody out there that needs to hear it. You just have to be uh, in the right platform or in the right avenues, have the right avenues to provide them the information for them to always get it because there's somebody always out there that needs it. For sure. Uh, and, and sometimes it's, it's common folks that can reach common folks. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. It does because we can relate. We're relatable. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, how's the weather in? I know we had snow here today. And Very cool. I was wishing that we had like snow, snow. They, we, we like, like what we did. Like yeah, we got we like going around it one day. <laughs> It's been like tiptoeing around us, an inch here, a half inch here, a couple inches here. I'm like, where's our snowstorm? Be but careful. I know, I know. Be careful what you ask for, right? Exactly. That's what they always say. That's what they always say. Well, we got 12 inches on our end in one day. Ooh, and I, yeah. I know it's cold where you are. So. It's very cold. It's in the single digits. Actually, it's going to drop to the negatives tonight. And when we woke up, it was in the negatives. And then I see one degree on my phone. <laughs> but you know what? It's winter time. Why do we freak out? Yeah, it's winter so time. We're right? <laughs> I tell some friends, how long you been here? Since you were born. Okay, so why is it surprising to you? <laughs> You know what? Just live it. Just enjoy it. That's what I tell people. You are not living when you're complaining about everything around you. Why don't you just enjoy the things that are around you? Or you put the good in it. There's beauty in everything. 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 As you can see, my pictures. I love the outdoors. So I've been an amateur photographer for outside beauty, Mother Nature. Freeze the sun, the sky, the right here. I've been a photographer since I was capturing memories. Everything I want to encourage capture memories at the moment with your loved ones. Because we don't always last forever. The pictures will. Amen. Have you ever thought about maybe putting together a journal of, of or a calendar of, of I am. your wonderful? Yeah. And it's called Cloud uh, Nine Collection. Uh, I have hashtag collection some of those pictures. So stay tuned. All right, we will stay tuned. I have thousands, literally thousands of pictures. And how did you, one device. <laughs> how did you get interested in photography and get interested 
specifically it wasn't photography it was interested in capturing the moment i was 10 years old mm -hmm. back in the day there were little small cameras the 110 like film Polaroid cameras or no 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 you gotta go with the 110 film the 35 millimeter and get them developed yeah, because before it wasn't the disposable back in the 70s. Basically. No, no. When I was 10 years old, the 70s. And so I would always find a way for my dad to buy me a camera. They were 10 $15 back then. It was a lot, but now it's nothing. Mm -hmm. I would always take pictures of them. We visit Mexico in 1978, 1979, and I went and took pictures of my grandparents. My mother's parents, father's parents, aunts and uncles, because I didn't live there anymore. So those pictures are scattered, God knows where he has them. Priceless memories that when you take the picture, you can tell the story. Uh, I love that. I love that. And so I know siblings have come up with pictures, other cousins have come up with pictures, but I can see But I can tell you the story. And ever since I had with a camera, capture the moment someone of something, because many people take that for granted. Okay. Yeah. So I encourage people to do that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm getting the message that they are hearing an echo. If you could let they me are. know if you're hearing it on both ends or on one end, uh, that would be helpful and appreciative to us. Thank you so much. So I'm going to mute while you talk. I'm going to ask you a question. And, okay. Okay. Uh, what do you see or what do you envision for, you know, we, we've um, changed administrations and we are going towards trying to get back some semblance of normalcy because I don't think normal will ever return to what it did prior to 2020. But what would you like to see some of the uh, things that we tackle, one or two big ticket items that we should really, as a community, as a nation, tackle? Mm -hmm. I don't like politics to, to begin with, um, Sister Lisa. So I am driven by my passion for change for my black and brown communities. I was raised in Gary, and I don't know if the politicians there, the local legislators are doing enough or not meeting with the right people that have the money and have the heart to help improve a community from education to politics, to economic development structures. My city, I still have hope it will rise up again to my GI people that are watching, I love you. My heart is still there. And I've been keeping that city in prayer. And I always say when that city rises up, everything around it's gonna rise up too. But we need, what is normal according to who? Since you said we can go back to the normal, back to, no, let's be better than what we were to that normal. We're going to be better, see? Just like I tell people, I didn't change. I'm just a better version of what I was yesterday. We grow, right? And that's what I would like to see more of. Growth locally, county-wise, statewide, and eventually affect nationwide. Because it all starts at home. 
And I think that's the point that we need to, as a community, drive that point. Because everybody thinks, oh, you know, every four years it's supposed to be, you know, this big election. No, it starts every day, every hour. You have to make the change at the local level. If you want to see positivity and growth, you start local, then you go state, then you push it federal. But the change starts within the actual community. And that is so true. And a lot of us, I think, get um, jaded because, you know, like you, in my 20s, you know, I moved to Washington, D.C., and I was D.C. for statehood, and I was marching, and I was, you know, out there protesting, and I was signing letters, and I was putting my my money and my feet and my, my mouth where my convictions were. And then, you know, you just keep on hitting this brick wall, and you keep hitting this brick wall, and you keep hitting the brick wall, and you're like, what do we do? Well, what it comes to is it comes to individuals like you and I finally saying, let us start running for office. And that's what we really need is to have those local people start running for office to really, really make the change. And I commend you. I, I salute you for being that positivity in your environments to provide that voice for those that need it. Definitely. And it's my passion that has, that's what's driving me uh, because I know people need it. I have been self-driven, self-motivated since I was a child. I didn't have the parents to push me to know the language because they, because they didn't. So I had to do it for myself. So now I speak to others that if I can do it and I'm not from this country and I had to learn the language, you can do it too. Be better not bitter. We have so much ugliness already in this nation. We have ugliness in our homes, with our family, with our neighbors. We start the change with us, ourselves, not just the legislation, but it starts with you. The person that is breathing it starts with you. You want, as, as a, the famous quote from Gandhi, you know, be the change you want to see. Lip service won't change anything. It's time to Put that action behind your words. I put action behind my words every single day. And sometimes I won't say the words. I'll just put the action behind it because there is a need. My phone doesn't stop. And your phone shouldn't stop either and saying, what can I do to help you? What can I do to assist here? What can I do to increase whatever good we are in need of? Whether I don't say, well, why should I? I don't live in that city. Why should I? I don't live in that state. Well, why not is what we should be asking. Why me? Why not you? We need to get that crabs in the bucket mentality out of our system because we're teaching our children that that's how you lead. Don't lead from the front, lead from the back. Don't be the person that says, look at what I'm doing. No, look at what they're doing. God's already gonna put you where you need to go. And it's not about look at me, 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 it's about I'm holding my hand with my black, with my yellow, with my brown to stand for something and not just fall for anything. I'm not gonna just talk about it. 
I'm showing you, this is how we do it. We have to teach our youth how to lead because the way things are going on right now, they're not gonna learn to lead when we become that social Medicare, social security person, we're gonna be dead. If our youth, the way they're behaving, lead our country, we're in serious trouble. It's bad enough that some of the politicians are corrupt. Yes, maybe speaking too much truth. And if it makes you feel uncomfortable, I'm not gonna be saying, I'm sorry. It's unapologetic, goes to your title. Yes, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not that's, sorry. That's what it is. And that's what it should be. And it's, it's, it's conversations like this that actually needs to be had. Because, you know, uh, one of the things I was I was mentioning too um, on Friday on my conversation Friday and it was after we were off the air and um, my home state of Texas and the push that they did a few years ago to change the history in the history books that you're teaching they just want to whitewash over some stuff you cannot do that part of the growth process and part of the learning process and moving forward and changing policies and changing processes is you have to know your past that has to be part of the story it has to be part to of better the story. understand where people come from exactly and i'm going to say this in celebration of black history month it shouldn't be a month it should be all year round um, I posted uh, uh, posted something uh, early in the week, and that's from the Holy Spirit. I cannot quote word for word, but some of you may have read it, may have liked it or commented. Black History Month is not February. It's 365, 24-7. And if you don't know where you come from, then go back to the Bible. I have said this to my Anglo, to my Latinos, we're all black. We got to learn where we truly come from. Jesus is not blue and blonde eyes. It's his description. Olive, curly hair, afro hair. That's how Jesus looked like. And he walked on earth, so there were witnesses to tell you what he looked like, to write about what he looked like. It's not a pretense. It's not a fake thing. It's a real thing. And I'm all about real talk. Real talk and it makes people uncomfortable, then that's where you need to be. It's time we get uncomfortable. It's time we make a difference. It's time we stand for what is right. But sometimes right isn't right. So I'll add it. I'll take a step further. It's what is righteous. It's not about you. One more time. I like that last part. <laughs> it's not about sometimes right isn't right. It's not just about being right. It's about being righteous. What is righteous? Because sometimes right is wrong but according to who's right and who's wrong. We always wanna point this way, knowing three are pointing back at me. And I'm gonna hold people accountable just as you should hold me accountable. I lived a life that is not better roses, but you can't tell. You can't tell. Rejoice always, I say, rejoice always in the Lord. Did I rejoice in the Lord always? No, but I was always a positive person. I'd rather be positive. I'd rather have a smile than for someone to try to tear me down and make me meet them at that level. I'd rather have them lift it up and say, why don't you smile? You look better when you smile, says Kirk Franklin, right? 
We look better when we smile. And we're not fully dressed if we don't have it. That's the easiest, least expensive blessing you can give someone. A smile. And if you want to get more of it, follow me or the Holy Spirit that's in me. YouTube, LinkedIn, any social media platform. I'm there. It's not even about me. Because if it was, I wouldn't live the way I live right now. I would probably forget about people. I would probably just think of me. They say, Eve, but you of yourself. That's what I got. Do it for me. Right. I love, well, I, what, uh, I love what R. Wesley Webb said. He says, sometimes uncomfortable truth is needed. I won't say sometimes all the time. Because we've been passive, we've been complacent, we've been stuck on stupid. Yeah, you know, I keep it real, guys. I, I don't miss words. I love my Lord, and he told me, be bold. Sometimes I shock myself that I'm so bold, but I have to speak truth to your heart. Otherwise, we're going to keep lying to ourselves and allowing others to lie to us. So it's better to learn now while we can, because tomorrow is not promised. And I promise you. Live in the now today and stop worrying about yesterday because it's gone. And don't worry about tomorrow because it's not promised. We don't know if we'll be here tomorrow, but we are here now. And what are we doing with that time? So think before you speak. And you know what? Ask yourself, whatever you're about to do or say, will it hurt somebody? Will it make somebody look bad? Will it hurt my family? And will it hurt me? You'll make better choices if you think about that. Amen. 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 The pastor, the motivational speaker, you have rolled it all into one this evening. My passion is for life. Living. Don't just exist. Live. Live life. Don't let life live you. I've seen women that are 40s and they look older than me and I don't tell them my age because I don't want them to feel bad. I'm like, no, it's the life that you've carried. You allow things to burden you. Even if it's not your problem, you allow things to burden you. We have choices. I did a, a podcast and it's titled Choices. I woke up and I said, I have the choice to make myself happy, to think myself happy. And guess what? I'm going to be happy. And when you start thinking that way, you'll know how much power your mind can have or not. You know, you, you, you. And I love that. And, and we may come back and actually address that, maybe do a panel of, of women and actually talk about that. Because a lot of times as women, that's what we do. We sweep it right under the rug. Oh, you know, they really didn't mean it. Oh, you know, it's okay. But, you know, we need to be more, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like me, a certain. <laughs> well, I won't say that all women because the women that I've been dealing with in the past several years are victims of domestic violence. They've been intimidated, they've been manipulated, and their self-esteem is so low that they feel that they cannot do anything on their own, that they feel they can't have anything on their own, or their own job, their own car, their own house. But once the Lord puts me in their path or puts them in my path, that's a whole nother story. And and they won't sweep it under the carpet. They won't sleep. They won't eat. They're detrimental. They're afraid. They're stressed out. They can't sleep. They can't eat. They can't breathe right without that man taking control. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm not talking, I mean, that's part of it. But then the other part of it, too, is I think we have to change the, the narrative on the labels that we have been given, even yes. as positive, strong black women. You know, yes. um, we can can and say something and, oh, you're 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 too angry, you know, or, you know, uh, that narrative is, I think, what needs to change because it comes easy, you know, for, you know, for us to wash away, you know, the male perspective, but the women's perspective is always that our emotions are tied to what we say. We're too emotional. If you're a true believer, you won't allow that because it should be more of the spirit and not the flesh. And I have told people publicly, some may understand it, some may not. I don't like being a human. I don't like being in the flesh. I work on it every single day. It does take a lot of work to be more of the spirit because we need to be transformed, not conform to this world as believers. I'm not talking to you non-believers because you may not even understand this language. And I understand one day you will get to understand that. And I pray that you do. But we're too much in our feelings and our emotions and we miss out on what God has been showing us. We block ourselves. We block our own blessings. So it's time we learn to move out of our way as well, because we could be our worst enemy. And positive affirmation is something I encourage to that broken woman that's probably listening or watching. You look in that mirror and you're a beautiful creation, a beautiful creation. But when you don't work on the inside of you, because it's from the inside out, not from the outside in. People worry about the outside. Where do I look? I hardly wear any makeup. I don't care what people say, if I look good or not. If the Lord had given me that internal beauty and I destroyed it, I can also help fix it and build it back up. But you're all beautiful. You look in the mirror when you wake up. I know you're bound to see yourself in the mirror if you're brushing your teeth and you're brushing your hair or checking yourself out. If we're gonna complain about ourselves, we gotta do something about it to make it better. For ourselves first, self-love, self-care. And I'm not talking just women, there's men also that are broken and torn down as well because it's happened from childhood, generation after generation. And it's a curse that we have to break. So you start with positive affirmations and say, I am looking fine today, I am beautiful, I'm sexy, I'm smart. Because as a child, when we have been put those labels over us by our parents, you're not good enough. You're stupid. You won't ever get to be anything or anybody. You, so that travels. Then you do that the same thing to your children. So we need to remove these labels, like the, peeling those uh, layers of onion. And you'll find the core. That's where the so damage true. is. Your childhood. So true. So true. And that's what we have to start working on. The inside out. And Tell yourself you're beautiful. You are beautiful. You have an awesome day. Have an awesome day. <laughs> and laughter. And laughter. Okay. And laughter. And find laughter. And yeah, laughter is Well, For my sure. friend Eve, we are definitely going to have to do this again. Once again, for me, please tell everybody where they can find you and your radio show um, that's on Friday and Saturdays. It's Central Standard Time and yes. where they can find your podcast. Wonderful. Well, thank you for the opportunity again, Sister Lisa. And for all those that watched, I hope that you've taken a nugget from here. I don't do this uh, with a chip on my shoulder. 
I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. I'm on the show. I'm an assertive person. I'm an aggressive, aggressive person. And when I say um, aggressive, I am talking about my passion, my passion for life, my passion for you to also learn to live life. So you can Google me, Eve Gomez, my podcast on uh, Spotify, uh, public radio, Google app or Apple, Eve Gomez. But my podcast is called Moments of Inspiration and Motivation with EVE. My YouTube is Eve Gomez. And I, I pray that it touches you in some kind of way and it blesses you. And if it blesses someone else that you know, please share it. Thank you so much. And for those of you that are on Facebook, I know Facebook particularly, Mm-hmm. Uh, check her out because during the day she drops beautiful beautiful nuggets from words of inspiration to pictures to just get your mind and, and spirit in a good place I really appreciate you and thank you so much for joining me this evening on Unapologetic thank you for the that, I'm going to sign off this is Jones Harwell And this is Journeys with Jones Harwell. Thank you so much, everybody, and have a great evening. Yes, be safe. Take care. Take care.